The Trillion Dollar Coach. It's about a guy who I did have an opportunity to spend a few occasions with before, sadly, he passed away a couple of years ago. His name was Bill Campbell. Episode 213, The Trillion, that's with a T, Dollar Coach. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With more than 2.3 million listens and downloads growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention, This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. And Jason, talking about leading highly principled people to their full potential, you're doing it in a big way in 2020. All right. So about a year ago, I was in Bogota, Colombia. Uh, I had just finished a speech and uh, a young man in his 30s, Daniel Sarmiento, uh, who was with PwC, uh, walked up to me and said, can I spend a few minutes with you? And it turns out that he was a fan. He was familiar with my books. And he had a question. <clears throat> and his question was, uh, how much longer are you going to do this? And I said, geez, I'm young. I'm, I'm going to write a lot of books. I'm going to be speaking and teaching for a long time. He said, but what happens when you stop? He said, don't you have an obligation? He said, you've studied 220,000 companies. Don't you have an obligation to take the knowledge that you have gained and learned and share it with the next generation or the new generation of leaders and authors and speakers and teachers. And, you know, I, I, I processed that question for many, many months. Uh, what is my obligation? And then in July, when I was in Toronto with my friend, Dr. Marshall uh, Goldsmith, uh, we were there for the first gathering of the world's uh, top 30 leadership gurus. I learned that he had made a decision to give all of his knowledge away. By the end of the conference, I shook his hand on the stage in front of everybody, and I said, and I'm going to do the same. So what's happening is in March of 2020, uh, March 23rd to the 25th, uh, we are inviting people to the bucolic, beautiful little village where I live, Tiburon, California, for three days. And over the process of these three days, I'm going to give you all my knowledge. Everything about everything. You are going to leave with all the knowledge I've spent a lifetime and a career gaining out of spending two decades consulting around the world, uh, eight best-selling books, 1,200 speeches, five, 600 half-day, day-long workshops, all the, the 25,000 interviews that went into getting ready for the speech. I'm just going to give you all the knowledge, transfer it to you, and help you make it work for you. And then after that, I'm going to be available, again, no charge, uh, to mentor you. Uh, via regular Zoom conference calls and private calls. So I'm going to devote about 25% of my time uh, to mentoring uh, going forward. So what I'm saying is this, uh, if you would be interested in attending and becoming trained and certified to act in my name, uh, send me an email, jason at jason-jennings.com jason at jason-jennings.com. Just say, hi, uh, my name is Erica. Uh, here's two paragraphs about me. I'm interested in attending. And then we'll start getting regularly back to you. Uh, it'll be up on the website. Uh, it's probably up there already, uh, certainly in the next few days. And uh, then we'll make more and more information available. It's going to be self-selecting. If you later decide you take another job, it doesn't work. Uh, you can't be away from family. Somebody's sick. We understand that. So we built in some provisions uh, for that as well. So uh, get in touch, jason at jason Com. So that's that. And so now Dale would normally be saying, uh, so Jason, uh, you, a few minutes ago, you gave me the topic that we're going to talk about. And, um, and, and then he would kind of set the stage. Well, he's not going to get to do that today. So yesterday, I get uh, a text message from Dale. 
and he was all in a lather. He was all excited. Uh, he said, have you read The Trillion Dollar Coach uh, by lead author Eric Schmidt? And I said, Dale, look, I'm sorry. I have been so wrapped up in uh, so wrapped up in blogs and podcasts and books and speech preparation and travel. I have not even heard of The Trillion Dollar Coach. Obviously, I know Eric Schmidt. I've worked with Eric Schmidt on a couple of uh, times in the past. And the book is The Trillion Dollar Coach. Oh, but, but I need to tell you one other thing about Dale. Uh, that you may not know. So five or six years ago, I guess it was, uh, I got this telephone call from Dale Dixon. And he said, uh, why aren't you doing a podcast? And I said, uh, because, you know, doing 60 to 80 speeches a year, I spend my life running, uh, prepping and running and creating book uh, content, writing books on the road. I've always wanted to do a podcast. And he said, well, you probably don't remember me. And I said, well, I do remember you. You were on the air hosting a radio show in Boise, Idaho. And he said, well, how would you remember that? You've done hundreds of thousands of interviews. I said, because you're the only person who's ever interviewed me who actually had read the book. And uh, so in most interviews, when you're being interviewed, it's by somebody who's either read the cliff notes, if that, certainly not the book. And yet you, you've got to, your job is to not only answer their questions, but you've got to lay the questions in their laps and make them look good. Or they'll never invite you back. And Dale said, well, let's do this podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll make it all happen. And so Dale was one of the few people who ever interviewed me uh, who had actually read a book. So one of the things I love about Dale is that Dale loves books. He's always got a new book going. He's always sharing something interesting with me. And so he's all excited about this book, The Trillion Dollar Coach. It's about a, a guy who I did have an opportunity to spend a few occasions with before, sadly, he passed away a couple of years ago. His name was Bill Campbell. And uh, Bill Campbell uh, was an American businessman and chairman of the board of trustees of Columbia University and uh, chairman, chairman of the board of Intuit. Uh, earlier in his career, he'd been a VP of marketing for Apple, CEO for Intuit and Go Corporation. And he coached, among others. Now, listen to this. Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Eric Schmidt, Jonathan Rosenberg, Steve Jobs, Brad Smith at Intuit, Jeff Bezos at Amazon, John Donahue, uh, Donahue at uh, eBay, Marissa Meyer at Yahoo, Dick Costello at uh, Twitter. That one didn't work out so well for Dick. And, and Cheryl Sandberg at Facebook. And so I understand the title. This guy created more than a trillion dollars in value, the trillion dollar coach. Dale, it's all yours. Tell us why you're so excited about this book. Uh, as, as you listen to it, it solidified and gave a face to what we talk about on this podcast every week. And it was, it was so cool for me. I, um, let me, I appreciate this concept of ego is the enemy. And when you have somebody who is highly effective in life and, uh, you know, as, as they wrote in the book, um, Bill Campbell liked to shed and shine light on others and stay in the shadows. Yes. And as, as you learned his principles through reading this book, you can just see how he lived to really help people be their best and to be effective. And um, it was, it was just a cool living example of having an impact in life and making a difference really in everything you touch. And, you know, when I first heard the title, I was actually put off. Yeah. It sounds like a clickbait kind of title, Trillion Dollar Coach. 
But then when you start to look at, and you read through the list of people that he's coached and the value that he created in Silicon Valley, and then you, you read this book and you hear about the thousand people who were all close friends who showed up for his, his memorial service when he passed away in 2016 and the impact that he had and the lives that he changed. It was, it was uh, impressive, very impressive. And the fact that you've, you know, most people have never heard of him. Um, it, it's just very cool. So it's a recommended read and I'm happy to go through some of the principles that were well, shared I, and, and then you can uh, tie them into what we've talked about on the podcast. Uh, yeah. I, I, so you talk about his principles. Uh, uh, the two occasions where I had an opportunity to spend a, a fair amount of time with him on Sand Hill Road, um, once in a restaurant, which was a great lunch. Um, talk about his principles. So it was, you know, interesting. You talked about the, the restaurant, they told stories in the book about how he knew people in the restaurants that he frequented on a regular basis. He yes. knew the servers. He knew them by name. He knew about their families. So the five things that, that kept percolating through the book um, that he believed e- every person needs to be coached on, teams need to achieve. They need, teams need to have safety. They need to have clarity. They need to have meaning. They need to be dependable and they must have impact. Does any of that sound familiar from what we've talked about on this podcast? Uh, yeah, for 230 episodes. <laughs> and Adam Grant wrote the, wrote the intro and, and he's a Wharton professor. Um, he wrote the forward, forward to the book. And in it, he made the statement that, you know, he's, this Bill Campbell's been living this since the early 1980s and had no idea that it would be verified and validated through research uh, at the academic levels later on. And that was the other cool thing about the book was that they introduced the scholarly articles or refer to the scholarly articles that, that prove these behaviors really do work. So it's helping people be truly effective and celebrating people going back to the restaurant example. And, you know, they, told a story of him having an extra set of Super Bowl football tickets uh, and giving those tickets to peop- uh, the, serve- the wait staff at uh, the restaurant the night before the big game uh, they were out. So he was just always looking for opportunities to be generous and, and help people win at life. And so talk about, um, I, I, I love something, you gave me a heads up on uh, core attributes. Uh, and during the past 12 months, to what extent do you agree or disagree that each person, can you take us through that list? You bet. So core attributes, he insisted on management excellence. And that's, there's nothing soft about this. They talk about him bringing love into Silicon Valley. Uh, but he was, he was tough. He was brash. Uh, and, and, what, and what do we talk about all the time? Uh, that, that great leaders allow their heads to beat their heart. Exactly. I mean, sometimes exactly. you have to be cold. Sometimes you have to be warm. Sometimes you've got to be in the middle. But if you only lead with your head, it's going to be cold, dispassionate. And if you only lead with your heart, you'll be out of business. So he really came from this idea, principle number one, that you have to, there, there be management excellence. So think about, you know, we're always looking to provide value in this and what you can take to your business. My hope is that you can, number one, go out and, and read a good book. Uh, number two, uh, 
employ some of these principles in your business. But then it was the the practices inside your business add up to a strong operation model. So once again, those things that we've talked about on the podcast, you know, what are you doing day to day that is makes you a strong operator and put people first. People first is is what it's all about. And when you when you put yourself in service to those you lead, that's when you really become a leader. You can manage people if you want to be the one out front taking the accolades and then pointing the blame at somebody else when something goes wrong. Uh, that's a manager. But the manager becomes a leader and a coach when, the, when you put people first. And your job, one, is to help those on the team be successful and do things they didn't think possible. And that's what's inspiring about this. Uh, and you, so this idea that leadership is earned, it's not a title, but it's, it's earned. Uh, he encourages decisiveness, uh, really spends uh, quite a bit of time in the book talking about this push to be decisive and to move forward uh, in, a, in a decisive manner. The team is always first. Go out and look for the big problems. Last week on this uh, podcast, we talked about being a solution provider. And when I when I think about being a solution provider, it's going out and intentionally looking for the big problems to solve. Love people. Kept coming back to love people, love, love people. And it was interesting because he also encourages those he coached to look for and grow the, what they call in the book, aberrant geniuses. Okay. So, so explore that a little bit because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's a phrase I've heard before. Yeah. So this idea of an aberrant genius, it's, it's the person who's causing some trouble in the organization, but they are so good at what they do. And there's this fine line that the moment that that troublemaking starts to hurt the organization, that person is gone. Because right. it's the team, or if they're hurting the team, that person's gone. But you want to grow. And that's, you think about the list of people he coached. Steve Jobs uh, was definitely what you would call the aberrant genius. He was not an easy person. You've read the books, you've uh, watched the documentaries about, about him. He was prickly, to say the least. But he was, this Bill Campbell was drawn to that and really brought out um, the best, the best the better parts of those, those folks. Yes. And it's, it's working with them. It's being empathetic um, and, and finding out how to channel that genius uh, through the process. Uh, they talked about firing and how it was so important to let people go with dignity. And because it's you know, sometimes just doesn't work out, but this idea that you would let people go with dignity was really important. Trust is huge. Uh, you know, building trust. And, and I love, and I love the analysis uh, where the question is asked for the past 12 months, uh, to what extent do you agree or disagree that each person now, now listen to this and see how you would like to be uh, uh, evaluated annually on this. Did you display extraordinary in rule performance? Did you exemplify world-class leadership? Did you achieve outcomes that were in the best interest of the organization? Did you expand the boundaries of what is possible through innovation or application of best practices? Did you collaborate effectively with your peers, for example, work well together, resolve barriers, issues with others, and champion the same? 
in the team and contributed effectively during senior team meetings where you prepared, participated actively, listened well, were open and respectful to others and disagreed constructively. I mean, uh, I think everybody should be evaluated uh, uh, on that basis. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, was- and, and, and if they don't, then they have to leave. <laughs> they have to leave with dignity, but they have to leave. Exactly. So the premise of the book is that uh, we need coaches and especially in this day and age, the highest performers have coaches. Who is your coach? And if you are in a leadership position, are you really being a coach to those around you, putting people first and believing in people more than those people believe in themselves so that you're pushing them to do what they didn't think possible. And that's what was inspiring is to, to read the story of a person who made that a life quest and achieved it at the level that he achieved it. And, you know, he started in Pennsylvania, um, scrappy kid, and, and made his way up through the ranks quietly and for the most part, unassuming, unassuming um, but had that level of impact. So that's, that's aspirational to me. Uh, I recall that I was going to be in Europe uh, or I was in Europe speaking uh, during, uh, during the time his memorial service was held. He passed away. He left us very early. He was in his very early seventies, if I'm not mistaken, 70 years of age, I think. Uh, Was there any mention in the book of of, of what he passed from? I, uh, because that's a missing part for me. Uh, Died of cancer. Died of cancer. Yep. Okay. Right. I don't know what kind. I didn't, I didn't, um, they didn't specify what type of cancer. Right. Okay. Uh, so you uh, highly recommend the book. I do. Yep, I do. It, there's not often that, that, uh, you know, I've got three, three books going at a time typically. Um, but uh, this, I used, uh, this was an audio book uh, that I listened to and during, during a drive. And it was, it was one of those that I'm going to listen to again. Wow. And uh, the book took how long? To listen to it's five hours, and okay. I I listen to it at like one and a half speed, so it's even faster than that. So it's uh... <laughs> you you never cease to amaze me. <laughs> so, so so you could actually listen to a book at one and a half times speed. Yes, yeah. I can't do that. I can't. I've tried. I, I've tried. You 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 got me beaten in some areas. No, it's uh, it's a team effort, man. All right. Well, listen, about this time, you always say, well, do you have a final thought or a final comment? Yeah. So did this spark anything for you? It did. Mark Zuckerberg, who said, move fast and break things. Unless you're breaking stuff, you aren't moving fast enough. Mm. And it's all the better if you're breaking small things. You don't want to break big things. Uh, We talk all the time about making lots of small bets. But I I love Zuckerberg when he said, move fast and break things. Unless you're breaking stuff, you aren't moving fast enough. And I think that that's really the story of Silicon Valley in in many respects, the most successful companies in Silicon Valley. So so that's my final thought. Now I'll let you wrap wrap it up. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for letting me share. Hopefully listeners Uh are able to take something from this and... I hope they. Well, I just hope they buy, buy the book. They'll well, be better. They'll be better people as a result of it. Buy the audio book or, or buy the book. Feel inspired to go out and make somebody else better. 
that's yep. that's the call to action today. Yep. So subscribe to this podcast in the iTunes store or your favorite podcast listening app while you're there. Rate and review the podcast. Hopefully we've earned five stars from you. Also, if you're interested in the Jason Jennings Certification Summit coming up in March 2020, drop Jason an email, the address jason at jason-jennings.com. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, jason-jennings.com. This is the Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to the Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com. Jennings.com.